Welcome to the Warheads Podcast with your boy Trizale and my boy Stock Pockets Glace. We're in the building and we're here serving you all the latest news on hip hop. Yo, so we back at it. Back at it. SVG in the building, as per usual. And Trizale, we in the building yet again. Yet again. They have us back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back to back. (laughs) One more again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm plugged into what's going on, man. So um, I'm going to set it off with uh, this week's plug-in session and talk about um, what I've been getting into. Um, You you never got a chance to listen to um, a song that I sent you, huh? No. What? Well, what song is that? We sing um, each other so many. Yeah, so yeah, many yeah. Songs. So we so many songs. I'm um, the light by Joy Bada. Represents the light that's in the darkness. A diamond. Y'all niggas ain't ready when I drop this. The time. Yeah, man. Like I, 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 like honestly, this 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 song gave me goosebumps. Like, why? Why? What? What is it? I mean, like, is I'm, it like quintessential Joy? Yes or no? Quintessential? quintessential. It is the next. Um, it is the next chapter in the man's development. Mm. Like it's it's beautiful. Like um, lyrically beastly, and but just so um, smoothly gritty. I don't know how else to describe it. There's a certain menace to Joey's raps, but they are the delivered to you, you know, wrapped in some in, in velvet. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> it. That's right? that sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds but I mean, it's luxurious. Like, yes, it's luxurious <laughs> menace. There we go. You know, but nah. Um, this song was interesting because at the beginning of the song. He talks about having explored uh, um, African spirituality through what would be referred to as a voodoo um, 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 a ritual. What? And he says this amazing thing. He says at the beginning of the song that he did this because he wanted to tap into the power of our people. That, 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 <laughs> that, um, that those who would have colonized us and would have, would have, would have, been our so-called masters would have want us to deny or want us to claim or would want us to claim is not um i'm not righteous or is evil and so like what not nah, song like like that's what he says at the beginning of the song at least that's my interpretation you got to see the video man and and then the song talks about um uh you know like the video shows him um Walking along a street, and there are these like, 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 um, what look like the small shrines for Wakuma. You can only assume are slain, um, black bodies. There, so and as he walks past the shrines, he puts his hands out to them and absorbs energy. And by the end of the video, right, he's ablaze with this energy and he takes his shirt off, breaks the fourth wall by looking, <laughs> at, looking at, uh, at the viewer, and then turns and walks into the New York Police Department 81st Precinct. And wow. then, like, off the chain visuals on a hundred million uh, visuals on a hundred million but you know there's something really powerful there Mm -hmm. the perspective that having been brought to the western hemisphere right and distributed throughout the caribbean correct and north america and having our original um culture and spiritual selves stripped from us correct and being fed um the Western religions that we currently follow. That's right. Then there is this loss of identity. Of course. And this Must song, be. this song speaks to a, a, an attempt 
to discard the idea that reclaiming the identity has anything to do with evil or wickedness, but just mm -hmm. the original spiritual selves of who we are as a people. And I think that that was a very powerful message. Not to, I mean, I mean, you know, you tell me. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, like just when you think Joey has like tapped in, because I remember when he had he had the he had the video and the song called Christ Conscious, and you, and you saw like a you saw like a, a very a very spiritually aware, more spiritually aware side of him, because before you know it was it was um what's it um nineteen nine um nineteen ninety nine right that was what, his summer nights. It was Summer Nights. And he had a single called 1999. I believe right? that's what it was. Um, and that was very, very East Coast. Very hip-hop. Very New York. Yeah, Christ you Conscious know, like, was just like... Oh, and then he came Christ. with Christ Conscious and you're like, what? And, and then you could really see that this young kid, because he's still really young. He's a young guy. He's 25 currently. He's a, he's a young dude. Listen to me. Do you remember three years ago when he had that song, Land of the Free? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we talked about it in a in, 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 a, in a, 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 a different time a different and time. in a different context. Yeah, different <laughs> With different guests and different hosts. Um, but, um, and we talked about that amazing song and what he said then. And mm -hmm. that was a song talking about... Um, the treatment of black bodies in the north in North America, where you know where yeah. he's from, and and, and 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 the political scene and so on at the time. Such so an awareness. Yeah, yeah. So such, I feel that the man is just continuing to grow and to exhibit that. Man, I, I, I've been sleeping on that. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That sounds phenomenal. I need that. Man. Um. So, so so what else are you? Doing? Um. Snow on the bluff. I mean, this was out about a month or two back now. With parents that know about the struggle for liberation And in turn they provide it with a perspective And awareness of the system And a fairness that afflicts them And the clearest understanding of what we gotta do to get free And the frustration that feels the worst Seems to come from the fact that most people don't see Just cause you woke and I'm not That shit ain't no reason to talk like you better than me How you gonna leave when you yeah, attack like, um, I know that you really a lot of criticism for it You haven't heard this one yet I have not heard this one Listen guys, I promise you, I listen to music I listen to music Don't let SVG make you think I'm I'm just like sleeping on all music. I got my list. <laughs> um Snow on the Bluff was an amazing song by Cole. Um but What made it amazing? Well he he starts the song in such an interesting way talking about how his um, him holding a college degree makes people fools people into thinking that he's particularly bright but he's just an average guy and then he goes on to talk about this really bright woman that he follows and he talks about her with some amount of um, well, I think initially some amount of um, 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 admiration, of course, in particular about her awareness of the social issues going on in the U.S. that they've been dealing with for all eternity, but are become particularly now, raw now. How really raw? And but what he also says a very interesting song where he talks about the way in which because he says that she's angry at the government and, and, and the systemic system and, and the police mm -hmm. for their brutality and so on. But he also says that she's angry at um, black men and she's angry mm -hmm. at artists and performers and so on. And he feels like stung by it because he feels like she's talking about him. Ah. And he... For what? For lack of being irresponsible in some way. I, I'm not sure about the irresponsibility, but he does say that he feels like her criticism is unfair mm -hmm. because he believes that he sit, talks about her as if her upbringing, um, so her, her background, mm -hmm. has 
helped has made her the aware person that she is right. and he feels in the face of her awareness ignorant he feels that he is ignorant right. and he feels that her approach should not be to insult him for his ignorance right. but to speak to him and to, to teach him and to bring him to where she is a place of moment but this is an interesting <laughs> thing because I have heard many persons who are aware of certain things complain and well not complain but make the point that they feel like it is futile to do this. So this, so essentially what I wanted to talk about, so Song on the Bluff is, a, is an amazing song. Mm-hmm. You should listen to it. And I want to know what you thought about this idea. That because there's a tension between whether you spend your time just pontificating. I, I should, that's a negative term. You spend your time talking about these ideas amongst those who already understand them or already agree with you, mm-hmm. right? Versus trying to reach out to those who don't. But persons who try to reach out often are buffeted and are, are um, rebuked with the same ignorance that they may be reaching out to try to change. And so it produces a scenario where, you know how persons double down on what they believe? Of course. And when they are challenged by these ideas, they don't actually respond positively. No, There's, seldom. There are very few people who actually go, really? Hmm. That's, what, that's what's really happening? Yeah. That doesn't really happen. And so J. Cole's saying that this woman needs to do that is countered by the very possible very the, the very possibility that she may have tried to reach out before and has been stung and been mm. battered by her attempts to do so and now she's just upset yeah that is well i i would like to take a listen myself yes. because i am i don't want to interpret the song through your own lens well, very unless it's uh, unless it's totally explanatory. On, I, on, no, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So you come back to me. You get yeah, back to me. You there, tell me there's no nuance in perspective. I find so yeah. I'll take a. You know what? That's my homework. My homework for next <laughs> podcast is to listen to Snow on the Bluff. Um, I listened to um, I listened to a song that you sent me. Um, it was a song by Juice World. What was it called? Um, which one? There, there are few. There are few. I sent you as we go through our devices oh, but to be totally transparent with you, the viewer. With you, the viewer. What's the song by Juice World? I, I don't remember the name, and um, but I can't tell you that I didn't like it. Juice World isn't for me. I maybe I'm an old head. Just call me Joe Button. I I, <laughs> I don't like. I mean, I just no. Nah, it's not. I I can't get into it. I don't. I don't get it. Um, I mean, uh, I understand that it appeals to someone. It's not for me. Yeah, that someone is not you. Come and go. Come and go. By come Juice World. Come and, and come and go was the marshmallow. Right. And was marshmallow. It, was, that was the one with the rock, with the rock refrain. Right. right. Exactly. So come and go by Juice World. So why is it that you don't like "Come and Go" by Juice World? What what about it didn't resonate with you? Is it because it was rocky? Why well, I, I don't know you to like rock music particularly, but I don't mind it. I don't mind rock music. You don't mind rock music, okay? Not at all. All right. So that's a soft. I don't really like it. You know that. I don't mind it. Like <laughs> soft, soft. <laughs> but but yeah, what, why didn't it? Is it okay? It didn't resonate with you because of the song or what he was saying. I think what he was saying as well is mm. an interesting. I mean, I, I guess you have to understand how I grew up, um, and I. I mean, we have a ten-year difference between us. Yes, we do. And so that also uh, produces interesting differences in the way we interpret music. For but, sure. Oh um, yeah. When I was growing up, hip hop was about gangster rap. 
and hip hop was about being real and gritty and not that there isn't a lot of that going on now as well. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because when my song, when my son listens, when I listen to the songs that my son listens to mm-hmm. and that he's into, they are often songs about emotions, about yeah, about how these artists see themselves within the world. Correct. It, it's about their struggles with their their mental challenges or whatever yeah right? and that's not the kind of music that i grew up listening to i think i i mean so subject matters are vastly different you think very and um i i though i can appreciate that these guys um are grappling with their world yes in the way that they the only the way, only way that they know and they're trying to make it true yeah. right it's that uh, so i can appreciate that mm-hmm. but it doesn't resonate with me right and i'm not I'm, I, I mean, let's just put a disclaimer out here. I don't need my rap music to be about killing and, and shooting people. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that I don't appreciate um, that type of depth, but it isn't usually the thing. And I don't know, like Juice World tends to sing a lot. That sing-song rapping style that mm-hmm. I'm not that into, a lot it's of not melody. really my thing. Mm, um, so, you know, it's, I mean, so I guess it's just a very different type of hip-hop. Okay, well, I, I'm going to interject. See, yeah, it's I'm, your turn. I'm the one that brought Juice World into your life, you know. Firstly, obviously, it's a posthumous. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Posthumous. 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 That's how the thing. It is not post-hummus. Not post-hummus. It is not what happens after, after you, you eat, eat hummus. the hummus or right. dip the hummus. Right, right. Posthumous album from Juice World. It's called mm. Legends um, Legends Never Die. For me, I really I really like the track. I really, really like the track. Um, come and go. I feel like yourself. I don't think that it is for me. And I'll discuss that more in, in, on, you know, my listening, what I'm listening to. But the come and go, I really enjoyed it because I felt it captured a youthful... It feels like Skater Boy music to me. Like the Simpson, dum, 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 right? It, it was kind of like a, I could see how it could be like a Skater Boy theme. Someone who's into, you know, um, just backpacking. You know, I just got off of school. I'm done with school. Like it, it kind of captured that and encapsulated that for me. And I felt like it was a, it was interesting because Juice World has some of his songs are actually gritty. They have like um, undertones of like being you know what we would consider to be hip hop and then other songs are very poppy and then maybe skater boy-esque so i I quite like that song uh out of his um out of the album legends never die um do you have anything else you're listening to or can i can i jump in my only other thing i'm gonna very quickly say and ask you your opinion about it as well is that i've been listening to a written testimony by um jay electronica jay let jay let um, of Exhibit C fame, because that's because that's how we consider that's it. Like, yeah, that's that's the JLA, you know, right? Yeah, that's how right? we consider I, it. Right? I, um, um, well, well, started from scratch. Um, <laughs> um, what was it now? Um, um, well, it started from scratch, like Andy Dufresne, and Andy. came up came up out of the stream. <laughs> I can't remember the line. It was just an amazing line. So it's an remember. amazing bar, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It was all right to me. Do you have any sat examples of a track that we could like throw to that the people might be might in- be interested in hearing? Yeah, maybe I'll tell you about it later. I really because that's the thing. Like I listened to the nothing album, really stood out, and I don't really feel like anything really stood out. I mean, maybe I need to come go back to it again. But um, nah, I, it was okay. And you know, what do you think about the fact that you know fifty percent of the verses were jizz? Because I have a thing to say about it. I I I I, I really like Jay Jay Lek. 
However, when you're only, it was almost like the man cheated. Somebody said to me that they feel like he cheated. Like he brought out an album, he only dropped fifty percent of the verses, and then some of those verses were kind of, you know, kind of mad. Stretched. They were kinda stretched. Stretched. They were stretched. Well, he. There were a few times in the. There were a few times in the record that I felt like he was reaching for bars. It felt like he was reaching. Um, when I say reaching, um, he would he would say the same line again. And I guess for me, I, I would accept that from like what I consider to like a, a like a, a tier C rapper, you know. But for J Electronica, like I'm expecting like bars on bars on bars. So like for me, there are some verses that were like that in a written testimony. But I think overall, I think overall I was disappointed. And maybe that is not, maybe that's not totally fair to say because maybe my, what I expected from the album was like, try to strike. Like I, I was expecting a classic album because I've, you waited, I've, waited, I've waited for this for so long. We all have waited for this. This is like his first, this is like his first actual album, right? Yeah. You might just have songs. This, this is it. Right. Exactly. This is it. And all the like, gen- like, like I cannot tell you how I've salivated over his lyrics prior to this. So for this, I was like, okay, this is the body of work. This is what we expect to be expecting to hear everything, everything we've wanted. And then it kind of fell short. And then it was an album where he, it was a cool album that he did with Jay Z. And I kind of felt like, yeah, I mean, the Jay's verses impress you any? I mean, there were J verses. They're not like the best J verses ever. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah. but I mean, not touching on Jay-Z, just to deal with Jay Let, I felt as if when you brought out this album, this album should have been, and I'm gonna say this totally from like a fan perspective <clears throat> of the music, this should have been your <clears throat> album. This should not have been a core album. I didn't wait years for a core album from Jay Electronica as a first album. I waited for a Jay Electronica album with potential features, fine, but this should be your album. I want interludes, I want interviews, I wanna hear your musings, give me some poetry like Frank Ocean, I want everything. This is the one album that I would have been happy if it was like 35 songs. Give me a Chris you Brown. Want, I was just about to Give want, me a Chris Brown. Chris Brown Give me a Chris Brown. I want you singing. Tracks. I want hymns. I want to hear voodoo people chanting in the background. Give me everything because I expect that after over a decade of like silence, that what you'll give to me is everything that you've poured into it. And I don't feel like he's poured everything it into didn't, this. It, well, to, it to be just honest, didn't feel you, that way I don't me. know what he's been doing for the last because you, ten years. Because he's been, I mean, you he's been living. Think, he said he's been living. He, I mean, he he but, alludes to the fact that you know. No, no, no. I don't mean that way. I, I, you know, do whatever you want, dude. I'm just saying that ten years is a long time. You should have a fair amount of material that you could pull from to write yes. an album. Yes. I, I'm just saying. There, there, there's a lot of supposedly there should be a lot of source material. For me, I it didn't feel like the project had a had a theme, but but that's a, I, then again, I like I like albums that have a theme. That's why I like Damn. That's why I like um, Black Album. I like I like albums that have something that tie every song together thematically, and this didn't feel like that to me. There were some there were some beats that I really liked. I like um, in terms of the production. I really love how the production was on certain tracks, but mm. it. 
for me, I just nah. It wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was would have been. And I'm not gonna really go back and listen to it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not gonna go back and listen to it. So, so what about on your end, man? What do you? Woo! On my end, on my end, I got notes, people. I got notes. Okay. So obviously, unfortunately, sad to say, you know, posthumous albums that this is kind of what's been going on now. We got the Pop Smoke and we got the Juice World. Juice World. Cool. Now, admittedly, I'd never delve into Pop Smoke if he hadn't died. I'll be honest. Full, <laughs> full, full, full <laughs> transparency. Um, someone asked me why and I said, I don't know. I just, as far as like East Coast rappers go, there'll be other people that I listen to over Pop Smoke. Like I listen to Davies record. I listen to Young M.A. I just would not delve in. I listen to um, my boy um, that does songs, tracks with Young M.A. that I really like, man. The real gritty cat. What's his name? Um, Casanova. I listen to Casanova first. Oh, Casanova. I listen to Casanova before I listen <laughs> to Pop Smoke. You know what I mean? I would. I just would. Um, but I, I, I took a delve. Um, and one of these songs, well, I can't even say there's a song. I mean, there's a song, Woo. Just okay to me. What's the appeal? His voice? People like his voice. His voice is okay. Um, <laughs> people like his hair. Okay. Pop smoke. No, seriously, pop smoke braids. That's the thing. I don't know. I just don't see it. I didn't get it. I know he was bubbling and he's up and coming, and people were like, yeah, yeah he's a star. Da, 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 da. And he was like, boom, on this trajectory. But no, not me. Mm. I, I don't know. Juice World, on the other hand, I hadn't delved into Juice World prior to this album, but I must say that I really enjoyed the Juice World album. My favorite tracks from Juice World album, Stay High. Too low in my life, gotta stay high, gotta stay high. Too low in my life, yeah, I gotta stay. Hate it when they play both sides. That was an awesome, awesome track. Really, really enjoyed that. And come and go. What I really enjoyed about these, these, well, the album as a whole was that I was able to peek into a younger generation and how a younger generation feels. What was super difficult for me though was the drug use, um, the the hearing how he struggled with being who he is and where he has come from and having money, but money not being enough. There were, there were a lot of themes in his music that really were, that triggered me into thinking that there's, there's a generation of kids who are listening to this music and identifying with this music and that's scary to me because they have to be identifying with it because they feel akin to what Juice World is saying. And this kid OD. I believe he OD, right? I believe so. I believe he OD, right? If if I'm wrong, you guys come at me, you're gonna do it anyway. And um and that that was worrisome to me because his appeal is showing that there is a problem. 
we do have a problem with drug use. We do have a problem. He, there are points in the record where he says his girlfriend is afraid that he will not live another day. He says this. Wow. You know? And wow. That's not cool. There's also points in the record where, um, obviously, because, because of the type of album that is, they're, they're Eminem, Lil Dicky. There are people speaking to how talented he was, how he went on Tim Westwood and he rapped for an hour straight. He freestyled for an hour straight. Not even rap, freestyle for an hour straight. And I watched that, you know? And the kid, the kid was talented. The kid was like amazing. But what he was pouring into his music and what he was like channeling into these records was sad. <laughs> it was legit sad. And I'm sorry that he's gone. I'm sorry that there was not a chance for him to turn it around and, and let's have an album that was not about drug abuse that was not about all these things that he was suffering from and so yeah i mean rest it rest in peace juice world um but i did enjoy the album i, I think it was a fire album um mm. ali jordan oh yeah I, you've been telling me about this girl i called her ali May last podcast and i'm sorry her name is ali jordan yeah yeah please check out ali jordan unavailable or neo soul you will love this please check this out amazing record again i got that off of my mood playlist on apple music um the next the next thing i've been checking out it came so late in the game so late in the game is the new lupe fiasco fiasco dropped a new project it's called house featuring virgil abloh not in the way that you would think virgil's not rapping or anything he just he dropped some gems about oh it's thematic it's about house and Guys, I am not even gonna ruin it for you. Please experience it. Listen to me. So, 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 Trizale put me up on game as as, as he meant to say. Listen, Trizale sent me these songs <laughs> like dinosaurs Sounds by Lupe Fiasco. Dinosaurs came in all colors. They were creatures with different features. Had teeth to eat you. They made beds called nests. And lay eggs after they had sex and and i mean like like like, like he just like is this a science lesson and you know any any music by, uh, by lupe it's got like four or five layers to it there's this strata there's the, strata like you like like you you're talking about pleocene period right, right? there's I mean, flora like, and there's fauna yeah there's, <laughs> there's underground there and then and i thought dinosaurs was just awesome, awesome. like we ain't here talking some madness about this stuff, <laughs> right um, about how these guys warm the homes, like it's, it's just is amazing. <laughs> but then I listened to what was it now? LF ninety five by Lupe Fiasco. Okay. Uh, another day in coronavirus. Hope we never touch like papyrus and a stylus. Old school means no school. Don't wanna waste your time or skirt the issue like a tutu. I was thinking of moving to IG live over to to YouTube. Reporting live from the scene like a news crew. Like Lupe is on some next level stuff. Yeah, next level, next level. And fun fact, 
When I heard these records, I shared it with two people. I shared it with SPG and I shared it with Tef. We were supposed to have Tef coming in and weighing in on this. If he does chime in, we'll add, we'll add Tef's take on this new Lupe Fiasco project. Mayweather. <laughs> I know, right? The Mayweather. Um, but honestly, LF95, like, I think I almost forgot how good he was. I, I forgot. No, yes. I, yeah, I, for I, real. I yeah. like, legit forgot. What was the last thing you listened to from Lupe before House? Was it Droga's Wave? Did you listen to that? I listened to Droga's Wave, yeah. I did. But what happened is that I went back and it was like, I mean, because the cool, like I went back. Like, so I do this thing where I often go back. So I went back, I listened to Damn recently. I listened to The Cool recently. I kind of like got to remind myself, like when I listen to newer hip hop, I got to remind myself of like, like the cats that really like encapsulate what amazing hip hop music is to me. And that's what I did recently. But yeah, last recent quote unquote, um, was Droga's Wave and I listened to an interview recently with Lupe and Ebro where he broke down the fact that he reached out to Nas right he yeah, said he yeah, was yeah, feeling yeah. himself yeah, yeah he reached out to Nas and asked Nas um and said to Nas yeah let's do let's do, let's do a collab let's do a collab EP and Nas left him all red <laughs> So when you when you think you're the best in the game, there are levels to this. I guess Nas is legendary. So what you know what are you gonna do? He has to make sure that his new um, his new line of 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 hair hair cutting <laughs> his new line of hair cutting um, tools machines you know is marketed correctly. But nah, shout out shout out to Nas and Lupe, and we really hope that a new a new EP is coming soon because that a collab with them will be amazing. I think. Um, but I've been on that, so I've just been bumping that. So that's why I haven't been able to get to the to the joy badass and all the other stuff. And, and the only other thing that I have to add that came last minute was Gorillas. Gorillas dropped a new track called Pop Man featuring Schoolboy Q. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I trust truth? Uh, when I ain't got nothing to sell, I shatter my thoughts to get out my shell. Uh, why would I hold my tongue to tuck in my tails? Hey, can't dream if my ego is broke. Nah, the jokes that try to find the answer to no. Uh, my type of drive, you can't buy this shit. You got a heart, but it don't. And this thing is amazing. Well, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a huge Gorillaz fan. But the fact that they linked up, they linked linked up with Schoolboy Q, and his verse is just fire in my opinion because he has one of the best voices in rap. Save Method Man. He has like one of the most amazing voices on wax <laughs> and rap music. Um, mind blowing, mind blowing. It's been such an amazing week for music, for hip hop. So that's it. That's what I've been listening to. That's what SPG has been listening to. Um, yeah, SPG, anything else to add? Well, <laughs> listen to the looping. Listen to the Lupe. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Listen to the Lupe house. House. And don't sleep on Joy Badass. Do not sleep on Joy Badass. Unless that's what you're into. But don't do it. <laughs> even if it is. Shudder. Shudder, shudder. We out.
Guys, thanks so much for kicking it with us. Trizale and SPG and SB. We out.